Trying to predict the opening night forward lines for the Boston Bruins is a bit of a challenge, seeing as there are two big holes down the middle still to be filled. I'm going to give it my best shot on today's episode, looking at the lineup with Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, and a potential lineup without those two all-time centers. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. And this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. That includes podcast app like Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts is what I use, as well as YouTube where you can find a video edition of the podcast as well as breaking news clips over there so you want to subscribe to both the audio and video aspects of the podcast if you're on twitter you can find the podcast at locked nhl bruins and you can find me my dad jokes hockey tweets at ian c mclaren lifelong bruins fan been covering this team for various outlets for about 17 years now and we are approaching a three-year anniversary of Locked On Boston Bruins entering the fourth regular season of coverage here on the podcast. And as we look towards the October 12th season opener against the Capitals in Washington, starting to put together what could be the forward lines for that night. Off the top, keep in mind, Brad Marchand underwent double hip surgery in the offseason, so he is ruled out for opening night. Hopefully, likely to return to the lineup around maybe December 1st, maybe the Black Friday game, if we're lucky, but he will be out of the lineup for six to eight weeks from the beginning of the regular season. I mentioned off the top, there's kind of two scenarios when it comes to Boston's opening night lineup. One includes Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, another somewhat disastrous option includes neither. Now, I'm of the opinion that Patrice Bergeron will be back with the Boston Bruins. Um, I'm almost willing to guarantee it. David Krejci, I was reluctant to go that far in the past. It seems as though it's trending towards a return. It's not as simple as saying Bruce Cassidy is no longer with the Bruins, therefore David Krejci is going to come back, but... The opportunity to play with David Pasternak and Taylor Hall on a new look second line could be too tantalizing to pass up. So let's first look at what the lineup 
could be with both of those guys in the mix. As I mentioned, Marchand out of the lineup. So on the top line, filling his spot, I have Pavel Zaka penciled in. He, of course, remains unsigned. He's a restricted free agent. Arbitration hearing set for next Thursday, August 11th. It's been rumored, reported that the two sides are nearing an agreement. But until it is signed, sealed, and delivered, still a bit up in the air, and it could go to arbitration. But I'm hopeful that a deal will be reached prior to that. It's already been said that Zaka will be counted on, or at least given an opportunity to uh, fill in for Brad Marchand, getting some power play opportunities. He's a center who can play left wing. And I'm penciling him on the top line alongside Patrice Bergeron and Jake DeBrusque on the right side. In the past, I haven't loved having DeBrusque on his off wing, but he made good on that last season. The Bruins kind of light on the right side in terms of depth. I'll talk later about some X factors to consider, but for right now, Zaka, Bergeron, DeBrusque, top line on opening night. Second line, you could argue it's the de facto top line based on the level of talent present here. Taylor Hall, David Krejci, David Pasternak. Now, Krejci, we all know, commented on the fact that Bruce Cassidy was reluctant to push Pasternak down to the second line. Perhaps head coach Jim Montgomery will want to reunite David Pasternak and Patrice Bergeron, a reliable duo in the absence of Brad Marchand. But you can't deny the chemistry that exists between Hall and Pasta on the second line and adding David Krejci to the mix um, could be potentially lethal to the opposition. So I like that line as the second line. You could argue it's the first line. A third line that worked at times last season, and perhaps Jim Montgomery will be able to um, get more out of Trent Frederick than Bruce Cassidy did. I'm putting Frederick, Charlie Coyle, and Craig Smith on the third line. There's a possibility that Craig Smith could be moved in order to make some space, but at the moment, that will be the third line. And finally, on the fourth line, we have Nick Felino, Thomas Nosick, and Oscar Steen. He was signed to a contract this offseason, and I believe uh, he's going to get a pretty good shot to succeed here in the uh, come the regular season. So that's my lineup at the moment. Zaka, Bergeron, DeBrusque, Hall, Krejci, Pasternak, Frederick, Coyle-Smith, Felino, Nosik, Steen. Going to talk here in a moment about what that lineup might look like without Bergeron and Krejci. 
But first, a quick word about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online resource for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news from every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today at BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's say Patrice Bergeron decides to retire. David Krejci chooses to head back to Czechia and resume his career with Olomouc. Where does that leave the Boston Bruins opening night lineup? Well, of course, the center depth would be decimated and the Bruins would be a far different looking team than we hope they'll be with Bergeron and Krejci in the mix. I'm bumping Coyle up to the top line by default. Zaka, Coyle, DeBrusque locking down the top line. And, uh, I mean, what can you say? That would be <laughs> uh, not ideal by any stretch of the imagination. On the second line, would have Hall, Pasternak, of course. I argued often last season that perhaps it doesn't matter who plays with Hall and Pasternak in the middle. Eric Howla, of course, filled in very well. Had a nice season that was parlayed into trading him to the New Jersey Devils for a younger player who can play center in the wing. Far more upside than Hala possesses in Pavel Zaka. Taylor Hall is an exceptional playmaker, and David Pasternak scored the vast majority of his goals last season playing on the second line. Of course, he had some personal turmoil that was affecting him in the first half of the season, but he really did break out thanks to the playmaking skills of a Taylor Hall and to a lesser extent, Eric Halla. Jack Sonica recently signed a two-year contract extension with the Bruins and Jim Montgomery is going to try to get the most out of him and see if he indeed can become a regular NHLer on a night-in and night-out basis. What better opportunity for him than to jump on that second line with Taylor Hall, with David Pasternak. Um, if he can't succeed there, perhaps uh, a change of scenery might be in order. On the third line, we'll stick with Frederick and Smith on the wings. Bump Thomas Nosick up to the third line. And then on the fourth line, we'll keep Felino. Oscar Steen on the wings and give Mark McLaughlin an opportunity to shine up there. McLaughlin 
yeah, he's very much in the mix for um, a roster spot with the Bruins. He appeared in 11 games for the Bruins last season. Three goals, uh, only played once for the Providence Bruins, failed to record a point, did not appear for the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but he really did impress in his limited time, had a serious nose for the net, and I believe he'll get some opportunities this coming season at some point, whether it be by injuries or lack of depth up front. So that's the scenario when it comes to Boston Bruins opening night lineup with and without Bergeron and Krejci. Now I know a lot of you would prefer Nick Foligno not to be in the lineup. 34 years old, by far um, the worst return on investment for the Bruins. Last season, a $3.8 million cap hit, and he only chipped in two goals and 11 assists. He was in and out of the lineup with injuries, um, bumped up and down, really failed to make an impact for the Boston Bruins. He was brought in largely at the impetus of Patrice Bergeron, who advocated for his signing. And it'll be a huge bonus if they can get anything more out of him next season. Will Jim Montgomery respect his veteran status and give him an opportunity out of the gate? Will Montgomery come in and make some pretty wild moves and bench him right out of the gate? The question then becomes who takes his spot? Um, You know, perhaps Georgi Merkulov impresses in camp and steals a spot, perhaps... John Beecher makes an impact. Jacob Lauko. We're going to talk about some of the X factors at training camp for the Boston Bruins here in a moment. But first, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. On the next episode, we're going to look at the projected opening night defensive pairings and goaltending tandem. But first, I want to remind you that you can make your second listen, the Locked On NHL podcast. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute dose of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So who are the players who could break my model here, who could... Um, change everything come opening night. You know, there's a bunch of guys who are locks to make the opening night lineup, barring injury. Zaka, DeBrusque, Hall, Posternock, uh, Frederick, Coyle. 
I think Smith is a question mark because he could be traded at some point this season. Felino's a question mark. He's not going to be bought out, but I know if he doesn't bring it in camp, perhaps Montgomery will choose to sit him. Perhaps he'll be buried in the AHL, similar to a Chris Wagner last season. Thomas Nosek, I believe he can pencil in for sure. Oscar Steen will be given an opportunity. But there are some guys who could surprise. I think Fabian Lysel is one of those guys. He's set to play for Sweden at the World Juniors here this month in uh, in August. He'll come in to training camp in game shape, having played in that tournament. And he'll be able to... Um, have his entry-level deal kind of um, have it slide. So basically, how it works is junior-eligible players can get a um, nine-game window where they can play for the NHL team, and if Don Sweeney decides to send him back to the WHL, then his entry-level contract would slide, and he'd still have that three years of eligibility on that deal. Once he plays 10 games, then the entry-level deal kicks in, and you know they would likely keep him up with the NHL team or send him down to uh, the AHL, seeing as he is waiver-exempt. I can really see Lysel getting that early look out of the gate. I mentioned the lack of depth on the right side. Jake DeBrusque. Perhaps he reverts to his natural left side in the absence of Brad Marchand. And you let Lysel play maybe on the top line. Probably not. Uh, but put him in the lineup behind David Pasternak. Maybe a Hall Krejci Lysel. Hall Zaka Lysel if Krejci's not in the mix. Something like that. I could see him getting that early look just to see how he stacks up, and because he'll be coming in guns blazing thanks to having played at the World Junior Tournament. I think John Beecher could come in and make an impact. Uh, you know, he only got nine games last season with the Providence Bruins, but he had three goals, two assists. He could be given an opportunity to play in the bottom six out of training camp same with Georgi Merkulov, signed as a free agent out of Ohio State University. Five points in eight games for Providence to end the season. Already mentioned Mark McLaughlin. Uh, Jacob Lauko could get an opportunity on the left side in Marchand's absence. Third round pick in 2018. Uh, he had... Only three goals and 13 assists in 54 games for Providence last season. So he'd really have to impress in um, training camp to get a shot. Jack Stanik is an X-factor for sure. He'll be looking to get a full-time NHL spot. And then you have a depth guy that they signed this offseason in Vinny Lettieri, who has extensive 
NHL experience, 82 games at least, 7 goals, 11 assists in his NHL career. The real X-Factors, I think, are Lysel, Stanika, Beecher, and Merkulov. Those are guys who could really disrupt things in training camp, make a positive impression. Again, remember, Bruce Cassidy was let go in part because of his... Uh, what, do you, what do you want to say? Lack of ability to communicate with young players or inability to get the most out of young players. And if Jim Montgomery can come in and get a lot out of these guys in training camp and exhibition games, they might see how that could translate into the first few games in the regular season. Keep in mind the Bruins will be depleted on defense. They'll do everything they can to get some points from these games early on to stay afloat in the playoff race. You can't underestimate the importance of these early games. So they might default to the best possible roster. And that could mean, yeah, a Felino being out and a younger guy coming in with fresh legs. Uh, it could mean Craig Smith taking a seat. It could mean Jack Stanika getting an opportunity in a center, prominent center role, um, seeing if he can finally live up to that potential. It's going to be incredibly interesting. And of course, it all hinges on whether or not Bergeron and Krejci are in the mix. And it also has opened up an opportunity on the left side, thanks to Brad Marchand's uh, injury. If there's no Marchand, if there's no Bergeron, no Krejci, it's going to be very tough no matter what. The Bruins will have to get creative. But if those two guys are in the mix down the middle, uh, it gives the Bruins obviously a much better chance and delays the debuts or delays not the development of some of these younger guys but delays certainly their prominence or rise in the Boston Bruins lineup let me know what you think hit me up on twitter at locked nhl bruins respond in the comments on youtube what does your opening night lineup look like um it's going to be very interesting. We continue to wait for official announcements on Bergeron or Krejci. Either way, whether they're coming back or not, uh, again, I'm quite hopeful that at least Bergeron will be in the mix and am more hopeful than I was a month ago about Krejci. But until things are signed, sealed, and delivered, there's always going to be some... Not doubt, but uh, yeah, some unsettling feelings uh, before that is indeed set in stone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. Hope you're all having a great week. And please do take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And we'll talk to you again here next time on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.